Hey everyone, this is the VN Talks. I'm Tala. I'm Kata. And I'm Marga. Today we have a very passionate topic for the three of us that we're going to talk about. It's kind of very broad, therefore we're going to kind of introduce it just for this episode and go more in depth in future episodes. Um, we're mainly going to talk about feminism today, rape culture, the patriarchy, um, you know, the stigma, stigmatization of being a woman, you know, through our different cultures, you know, I'm an Arab, uh, Marga is a Spaniard, <laughs> and Catalina is a Latina, I don't know if I'm saying that right, <laughs> my, my, I'm, I'm bringing my, my inner Yvonne, guys, I'm bringing my I inner think, Yvonne, Latina, Arab, Spaniard, yeah, I was thinking about that, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Hispanic? Is it he, Hispanic? Hispanic? No, because then I would be Hispanic Hispanic. Too. You're, yeah. You're exactly. Hispanic. You're like, Hispanic and Latina. I'm only Hispanic. I think she was like, she was, she was trying to like say that we're different. Like we were different. So yeah, like, like we're I different cultures. Like, okay. European. Okay. You're okay European. So what am I then? Okay, European. European. <laughs> European. White European. Okay. Just what I wanted. <laughs> that really turned that really turned in a really bad way <laughs> i was just introducing the episode i'm sorry Marga. but yeah it's we're okay. gonna basically as you can see the title of the episode is on being a girl we're gonna talk about all its challenges we're also gonna mention some challenges that is brought on men that is that stems from the patriarchy and from misogyny and yeah kata okay good. so for like in the latest episodes, we've been trying to do this little like section that among ourselves we call the icebreaker. So whether this is like asking ourselves some questions or like two episodes ago with Marga, we had the like, she's being cute, but she actually could kill you. For today, I wanted to do something a little bit more impactful. And I'm going to be asking them some questions uh, at home. If you're listening to this, you can also like research and like play along a little bit. So the first question is, girls, in your countries, uh, in what year were women allowed to vote? Understanding that in most nations, like this for me, was in 1951. And that's when women became citizens as well. And I think it's really impactful that like literally it was like my grandparents' like life and like just like a few years before my parents were born, women were not being citizens. What about you guys? Should I go? Yeah, sure. Uh, in the case of Spain, I studied this when I was in secondary school. Uh, it was in times of the Second Spanish Republic uh, when it was established, uh, just a couple of years after it was established. So in 1933, so around 90 years ago, uh, women were allowed for the first time uh, to vote. And it was, it was quite a fight here. There was a woman that I wanted to uh, mention because she's really important to the to the um, story to the history of, of Spanish women having the right to vote. She was called Clara Campoamor, mm. and I she was a really important woman. She was an advocate for for women's suffrage. So the moment her party, for example, did not um, uh, oppose to to women voting, she left the party. She kept advocating for it even inside the assembly as an independent member, and then. Then once they she kept trying, there was a moment in which they basically put it into a debate with another woman to see if she could convince the assembly of women being allowed to vote. And she was considered a woman. Uh, she was considered the winner. And mm -hmm. women were since then allowed to vote. 
but her own party, for example, did not uh, support her because in general, the left did not want women back in the day to vote because they thought they were really influenced by the church. And because of that, they, they would vote for the right. So she never had the support of any man in her party. She never had the support of basically anyone, even from her same ideology, because she was from the left. And still, she won that debate. And thanks to her, now mm -hmm. uh, we have the votes for, for women in Spain. That is so great. That's a great story. Props yeah. to her. That really and what is. about you, Tala? Okay, so I don't really, like, have an idea about that but I actually like no I do have an idea but like I don't have much <laughs> of an education because Jordan is a monarchy and there isn't really like there's a parliament obviously that the citizens vote for but it's kind of corrupt and so like people don't really talk about women's voting rights or anything but I do know this the representation of women in the office or in parliament or anything it started in the you know protests started happening in the 1960s and then it officially began in 1974 it was like in the 1974 law where it allowed women to uh be represented in the political field and economic field so that was a good start um but other than that yeah uh, women's rights in Jordan are definitely progressing. They could they could be better, and we'll we'll talk about you know women's rights in Jordan, specific on you know honor killings. Um, but there's always room for change, and yeah. Okay, that is really great. But like, I really hope that it gets better, like as years go by, especially like during our timeline. Okay, so the second question is. A little bit more about economics and something that I think has been brought to light very like more and more recently and is a gender pay gap. So we have to be very much aware. And like, I think if you are not aware of this, but like this is like you're now time to shine the light on it. Uh, women are often paid less than a man for the same job that they do. Um, it's really sad and it's a real economic factor. It's um. Yeah, there's so many reasons to this. We can have a full episode on this. I've had like so many classes. <laughs> and now that I have my question is, do you have an estimate of your country's gender pay gap? Or do you know about it? What about you, Marga? Mm -hmm. Do you know? Uh, yeah, I did some research. Uh, so I looked at it and as of uh, 2020, of mm -hmm. course, it cannot be applied to every possible job, but it's, you know, mm -hmm. an estimate in general, taking into account all the different earnings from men and women in Spain. It is considered to be approximately of 4,915 euro. That's okay. the gender gap. So almost 5,000 euro as a difference between a man and a woman. So, you know, for a job, that mm -hmm. is more or less like the, the average amount of money that a woman would uh, so be paid less. Yeah. For the same job, which is, which is crazy. So it has been estimated that women would have to earn approximately like 28.6% more of what they do so they could be at the same level as men to be paid mm -hmm. the same for the same job. So it's it's crazy. That is it's a crazy. crazy gender pay gap. Yeah. For Colombia, I was not able to search like to find like the actual the like number, number yeah. like exact same. number like of like money, but like what I found was like a percentage that yeah, said that index. around like uh-huh like no I found something else like I don't know what I found but like said that like around <laughs> 30 to 40 percent of the women in Colombia are being paid less 
in whatever job they have. So like yeah. whatever job they have, like it's the same as a man. They're like 40% of this woman are paid less than the man. That's so yeah, crazy. it's really crazy. Mine but, is like, I don't published. know the exact number at all. I couldn't find it, but I did find like where Jordan is ranked globally. Um, you mm-hmm. know, its value is 0.605 around mm-hmm. the world. That's, that's its gender gap index. And its rank is like mm. the 138th in the world. So it's, it's, it's definitely very bad. And like, I can relate to it because I mean, my mom, she's a, a tour manager in, um, uh, in an insurance company. And she's kind of mm-hmm. like one of the only women managers there. Mm-hmm. And she constantly wow. gets criticized. She constantly gets um kind of not attacked, but her there's always eyes on her because she's a woman. And you could just mm-hmm. see the level of treatment. If like, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, the men managers kind of have something against her because they're threatened, you know, because she's a strong, independent yeah. woman that can yeah. fight for herself and work for mm-hmm. herself and work for her children. And, and like stand up, not be quiet to what men men say. Like she will say whatever that's on her mind. And so that kind of threatens a lot of, you know, the males in her, not like all of them, obviously, but some male managers in her workforce. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So you could see like, not even also the gender gap, you can also th- see the treatment of uh-huh. um, women in, in leadership skills. Like yeah, people totally. criticize women being leaders like why is it so hard to think like why for example when if if trump was a woman okay or like Mm -hmm. trump or biden in the presidential debate where they were both women imagine what the media would say imagine what everyone would say that they're being so emotional because they're women Mm -hmm. but like they were men and they were still emotional no one said anything about that no one criticized them for their leadership you know so what do you guys think of that of like credit like sorry I know I'm going off topic. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's the end talks. But um, <laughs> it's just like, it, we're going to talk more about this, obviously, after we finish the icebreakers. But mm-hmm. um, it's just like, what do you guys think of that? Like the criticization of... I think it's just no double woman. standards. Yeah, double like, standards. Yeah, sure. It's Absolutely. like, on like double standards, like, like I saw like, like what are you saying about like the presidential debate and like, just mm-hmm. we can like even apply it to like us like if a guy has like two three girls that he hooked up to in one night everyone's gonna be like oh, yeah yeah, yeah I got how do you do that and if a girl like so double standards for know, sure. like everything and, like if a girl like mildly talks to two guys in this pen of like two months like one month one one month the other one she's gonna be like the biggest like like literally hoe like in the whole life yeah and, like yeah no exactly. girl is a hoe no but um, <laughs> but but uh, that's but that's, that's how funny. they would describe her. That's how no, they would no, no. describe that's her. That's how people and, would describe her. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, or that or other words. Us, we all know? know other words. We all know other words. Yeah. Yeah. We all which know other why, words. We're not using. Which, which is why girls should also never slut shame or like go against because it makes uh-huh. it yeah. okay for guys to say it. You know. Exactly. Don't reinforce it. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, exactly. There's double. I think there's double standards for everything, and um, I think as girls, we're always expected to do better and to do like smarter. Oh, yeah. Thus, not every single girl is allowed to have the same education. But like, you're always like, like, yeah. oh, you could have done better than that. You could have done better than him. But like, how could we like? 
know no. better if there's yeah. like no life yeah this is this is what we have been taught exactly mm-hmm. i don't know it's what about you Margo? what do you think about it um yeah i feel the same way i was i was about to use the same example as you did kata but you know as, as we see it in people in from our age and in this context we can see it in the context Stella was talking about and about how a woman yeah. being let's say a ceo a manager someone big in her company or or wherever she works you know it's not the same to be bossy when you are a man than when you are a woman mm-hmm. it's not the same to be a leader and be you know assigning tasks and telling people what they have to do when it's a man it's seen as something natural of course he's the boss yeah. this is what he does mm-hmm. but when exactly. a woman does it you're gonna hear some comments sometimes that are like oh my god look at how bossy she is is she on her period those oh, typical comments that's so annoying so, it's so annoying it's so triggering so often, too. yeah and you can off you can hear them so often and it's it's wrong in every possible single way that comment yeah wrong in every possible so inaccurate but also wrong in every possible way and it's it's just so annoying because you still hear it one now even us when we lead in a in teamwork or so in the same way we do it when we're in university we feel it we hear these comments as 19 years old then you will be 30 you will be uh the boss in your company and you will hear it again so it's like it it's literally everywhere it's just because you are a woman and because you take that role that you know is not normally taken by women and when some men feel threatened because that should be their role they should be the ones leading so in some way you feel they feel like you're 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 a threat if you're leading so of course they might as well just make you feel like that is not your place make you feel like the role you're having is the role of because they've dominated the workplace Exactly. they dominated it for They've, like centuries they're not used to this they're not used to like the empowerment yeah. of the so-called inferior gender which is the female yeah. gender like it doesn't make yeah. sense anyways exactly. we got into a debate we got yeah. into like a ranting session so what i was asking guys is in your countries uh do like is feminicide like a thing that happens how many happen um like what is like the context in this so I don't know, Margatala, you can take it on. Oh, mine um, is like, oh, Margatala, you go, go, go. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you go. I've, I've, <laughs> I just mm-hmm. wanted to, to I, okay, I'll be quick, because that data that Kata gave, like, impressed me a lot, because when I was doing my research, just to see if I could have the exact numbers, I was really impressed and really scared by the numbers, and I saw it, I was like, I saw the Spanish numbers, and I was like, yeah. 11 women are killed every day every day and i like found out that now in 2021 we've had like in may and in june in these two months 10 women killed each each month and that is that is like for example the same number as in mexico you would say for a day day. approximately which is crazy and to me it was crazy to see that Mm -hmm. as of now like as of june 2021 we've had uh 42 femicides and i was that that seemed crazy to me i looked at the 2020 uh data and it was 83 femicides and that to me is crazy and and it is it is a lot and i was heartbroken it's even less that happened in columbia Ex- september exactly to me it's crazy and it's a lot but of course i now look and compare to the data that you just said and i'm like this it was to me like one year in spain mm-hmm. 
And of course, they're all heartbreaking and, and unfair. But but then I look at, at the data that you just gave, and I couldn't believe because to me this was shocking. But the fact That's that to you, crazy. it is not even that shocking because you know it happens so often in Latin America, and the numbers are even greater. Yeah, it's just it's it was I could not believe your your numbers. That's why like I wanted to talk, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's That's it's nothing crazy. like what you said. But in in both senses, it's it's a still um, it's, it's a still heartbreaking and yeah, dehumanizing. What about Jordan, Tala? Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, I don't like to put <laughs> Jordan in a bad place. I love this country, and I'm very proud to live in it. But, you know, obviously, you have to acknowledge its flaws, and you have to, you know, recognize it and point it out because this is a problem. Um, I mean, in 2018, now, there isn't, like, a whole number, like, for every year because honor killings from domestic violence to sexual harassment from any other type of like killings it, it happens kind of often here in Jordan but I, I mean I saw this statistic it says in 2018 6,965 women fell victims of violence in the same year imagine mm -hmm. and, That's so many. and and like the the, the uh, violence uh, and the workplace has increased to 42%. So it is wow. really increasing and honor killings as well, like happen quite often in this country when it should not be happening. Um, which by the way, I read is a stem, like is it stems from colonialism. Imagine because like, okay, we'll talk about this later because this is like too deep into it. But the pen, the article mm -hmm. that created that allowed um, the killers to get away with it to give them a lighter sentence because they were in a state of anger and shame and everything like they excused the killers. That penal code came, not penal code. That article came from the French penal code, and I'll go more uh -huh. into wow. deep with it. Yeah, like so. This is not like all of these stuff doesn't really stem from like Arab culture. Except it stems from colonialism and societal pressure and like I will talk more about this but it's not from religion whatsoever religion has no justification for this it's all it's, about it's society. really important that and I yeah, think that's societal. so crazy because like uh-huh that is really that's important so to highlight that is really yeah. important to highlight because, yeah, because people is not just woodlining honor killings to your religion to the religion in everyone Canada can, or to everyone Arabs in Jordan uh -huh. And and now the actual origin we see it's in colonialism, which has nothing to do oh with my Arab, God, so Arab culture or with the religion Arab people might have. So it's wow, wow, yeah, that I'm is so, so important to highlight. Of, yeah, because I'm so tired of like everyone having this Orientalist view on Arabs and and saying that we hate women and that we were not with any of like progressive ideas at all. It kind mm -hmm. of all stems like the the way Arab society sees women, the way they treat women, the way they treat you know the LGBT community or anything else. Um, it all kind of stems from colonial powers trying to divide and rule, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'll get more into it later, but I mean it's so frustrating to see like oh this is what your religion yeah. allows. No religion on this earth allows this whatsoever. Exactly. like violence against women 
so yeah i just like to highlight that and we can move on that's great that's a great thing to highlight yeah and about violence against women well like this is like i don't know like i don't know how to say it in english but like in spanish it's micro microaggressiones and micro micro machismos uh in english i would guess would be like microaggressions uh uh, one microaggression that I think we've all fallen like into is uh, being catcalled. So my question mm. is, how old when you were first catcalled? How did it feel like? What is like a little bit of a like your stand with like the catcalling? What about you, Maria? I mean, I don't remember exactly like the age in which I was first catcalled. I can I can tell you since the first time it's been too many, way too many to, to count, which is uh, uh, kind of scary. Um, but I do know it was probably when I was in, in secondary school because that was the time, and God, I cannot highlight this enough, how much society can uh, change uh, the view women have of themselves and their bodies. Because since I was first got called and I was first uh, called out by uh, men when I was out in public and I started kind of suffering from, you know, uh, that pressure of, of men necessarily having sometimes to just look at me, check me out and cut call me when I was maybe going back home at night. I started to have that, that inner and fear all the time and every time I went out in public. So because of the comments of certain men, because of those first uh, cat calling, regarding you know my, my physique and um, just them screaming at me or doing things at me because they thought they were entitled to. I started to be really scared, first of all, but also not just afraid, but also um, ashamed mm-hmm. of who I was and how I, was, how I basically looked when I went down in public. So that first cat calling was not some, no, was not just only, you know, something that made me feel embarrassed or ashamed because there is nothing, um, there is nothing sexy or fancy about calling out someone in the street and trying to flirt that way or whatever you're trying to do like calling a woman but to me it also became embarrassing because I was embarrassed because of those comments at Kant Collins of going out in public dressing in certain ways or being a certain way because I knew I would be looked at I knew I would be called out so I would just cover myself I started being afraid I started being ashamed of my body and even started in secondary school, I had a period of time in my life in which I did not want to get out of my house because of this. So that's what I mean. It changed my own perspective of myself, of my body, and my view of, of what I was allowed and entitled to do as a woman, of how I was supposed to dress and how I was allowed to look. And it totally changed my teenage years. I went from going out and wanting to be out and sometimes just being afraid of leaving my house. So to that extent, those comments in the street and men just thinking they're entitled to do that to women when they're out at night, for example, to that extent that affected me in, in that way. Like it, I, will, I will never like stop highlighting how important it is to you know, go back and, and uh, uh, totally eliminate this this kind of behavior yeah what about you Tala first of all I'm so sorry Monica that you had to go through Mm -hmm. that no one really deserves that Mm -hmm. okay it sucks um love you (laughs) I don't really have 
and like I don't even remember because it just happened so many times that I just can't even remember the first time you know where like I was like oh this happened to me I was this age I'm just so used to it at this point where I don't like like it it sucks and I hate it and every time I get cat called I want to go and like punch them in the face and like curse curse them in so many ways um but yeah it's so sad like I remember like a happy moment I was walking to my sister's graduation and I was wearing the tight jeans I was wearing literally covered it wasn't anything like even if it was put off of it that still didn't excuse it but like mm-hmm. it was still covered you know no cleavage whatsoever and I was walking to my sister's graduation and so many cars beep beep and like start saying comments in Arabic and just disgusting and I was in eighth grade and I was just like why do you have to do this like where I'm going to a graduation I, mean, I want to be like it's a happy time like why do you have to ruin it with me making me uncomfortable you know so it just like the con- the constant comments of them thinking it's okay like imagine imagine yeah. it was your sister or your mother you know that was walking on the street and a guy told her like that like why do you have to make girls uncomfortable why do you think you're entitled to say something when you don't even know me it just it just shows that you're mm-hmm. ratchet you know it just shows that you're a ratchet human being <laughs> like sorry but yeah bridge <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. For me, I do remember the first time I was catcalled. I was, I remember because it was like very shocking because it hadn't never, will like never happened to me. Like I knew it was something that happened, but it never happened to me. And I remember very specifically because it was the first time my parents let me go out like walking by myself to do something. I mm-hmm. never really like, because I live in Colombia and many other reasons, um, and my parents are like really like overprotective they barely let me go out like walking even it was like on the corner because mm-hmm. like yeah um and they're like okay go to go to like the little store over there I was like 13 and they're like go to the little store over there and buy something because we need it right now and no one else can go and I was like okay sure I remember I felt like so free I was like oh my god it was my first time going out and I was walking and then I just heard like this man being like like over and over again and I was like what what like what's going on like I turned around is like I was 13 it was like this 23 24 year old guy looking at me and then he started like uh, how do you say chiflar? like I don't use that word in Spanish um, <laughs> in Spanish he's like whistling but like not really but like yes that what is like so oh like, yeah like yes yes I was like what the fuck and um then I just like turned around again and I kept walking but like I just remember I was like then after that I was like really afraid of like walking by myself and like I totally understood like my parents didn't let me go out as much like by myself um and yeah and like it was like a big learning experience for like the first time I went out by myself and it was it was really crazy because like I was just like literally like looking like absolute garbage like a 13 year old girl um so yeah it was really it was really hard um and after that like obviously it happened more times and stuff um but I think what like always shocks me is having these conversations with some of our friends and my dad um and people being but like it's a compliment it's just like I don't understand like why girls like make it like 
so overreactive but like getting catcalled because okay it's a compliment it's just us trying to tell you that you look pretty without trying to get anything with you i'm like no you're not doing that you're scaring us you are scaring girls you're not letting them all go to house um, my dad specifically told me i was like so what should i do to like to tell a girl that she's pretty when i'm on the street i was like well you don't tell her like what's the need like are you gonna see this woman or girl no and if like she's so pretty and you need to tell her something we just try to like obviously if she like don't try to approach her because she could be really worried or something but if she's with a group of friends be like hi miss i'm really sorry i don't want to convince you but i just need to tell you that i think i was just walking over there and i saw you you look really pretty but obviously you don't have to do that every single time but like why do we need to whistle to people like on the street why do we need to like scream at them why do we need to like there's no need like literally like there's no reason for like screaming at people for like telling them like whatever it is that you need to tell them yeah. um because they don't want to listen to it they you know what's the thing Kata? do you you know what's the thing Kata? if then you tell your dad or whoever then no you can do it you just go approach the group of friends where that girl is and tell them all like i think this girl is really pretty would they do it no of course they, they would, would not because they don't they're not interested in That's letting why. you know you're really pretty they just they just treat you like an animal out of nowhere mm -hmm. they just whistle as if you were a dog and sorry but i'm not so and like I they think, just huh? it's nothing it's not about letting me know that i'm pretty i don't need you to tell me <laughs> Back. the last icebreaker question that's been like really long icebreaker but i love it um uh there are like two that we can mix it's basically what's like the earliest female leader from your country or if you don't like found about that you can share like a little fun fact about like women or like specific like leader or something about women in your country that you're like oh this is unique to women in xyz country so if you want Tala, you can start. Yeah, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even remember my... I mean, it was monarchy. But I do know now, currently, obviously, Queen Rania. I know before Queen Nur, Queen Alia, there are, like, a lot of queens. But I don't know the first one. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, Queen Rania, Queen Rania, who is the current queen of Jordan, she's very influential in women's rights. She um, she really tries to fight uh, domestic violence and honor killings and, and participate in women and non uh, and NGOs, basically. And yeah, basically. Well, that's great. What about you, Mario? Well, I did my research and I I was like really interested because I was like, I suddenly thought and I was like, I know we've never had a president, like a prime minister that said that is a woman. So I looked into it. Of course, we have not. <laughs> so um, I looked into it then. And it is true that we had an acting prime minister. So a woman called Maria Teresa Fernandez de la Vega back in 2004. She was the acting prime minister. So let's say like, the first and only woman that kind of had that duty, the, the duties of a president, only while our actual president was, you know, unofficial trips, for example. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the closest we've been to having a female leader. But I did find another woman that I wanted to share. She um, is called Federica Monseni, and she 
was the first female minister ever in the history of Spain. So she was uh, the minister for health and social care. And I found it really interesting. And I thought, oh, my, I might share her name. But then when I was reading about her, I also found out that the first project for an abortion law in Spain was thanks to her. It never came to, to anything at that time because it was she was uh, the minister back in 1936, I think. Of course. But, you know, it all started there. With the first project came with her. So I thought, OK, maybe I don't have a Spanish president to share, but I have like a really strong woman that started that project of abortion, which is also a really big topic when it comes to feminism and, and the topic of being a woman. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I found that I found that out and I was I was really happy to read it. I really was you. really ahead of the, her time, honestly. She was like talking about abortion in the 30s. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy icon. For what about me, you? So like the first like actual leader like that we've had is that we have a vice president right now. She was voted in in 2018, I think. Yeah. Marta Lube. Um, I have a lot of things to say about her, but today it's not about Colombian politics. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, yeah, she's like the actual first. We've had a lot of women like in the like uh, around my timeline uh, going in for like presidential debates and stuff, but like always men win. So like, yeah, kind of sad. Um, there's like we're we're entering a election year for us. We're gonna have elections in summer 2022. True. So we might have a girl president next year. Who knows? Uh, actually, I have no idea who's going like, to go for president. It's going to be so crazy. But for like my fun fact, I, there's this one woman that like every Colombian will know. And uh, her name is Policar Pasala Barrieta. A very Spanish name because she's from like, the colonial times. She was one mm-hmm. of the girls that was part of the independence, uh, independence wars. And the reason oh. why she's so important it's because she worked as a spy. She was one of the first spies that we had. And the thing is that she did is that she... As she should. I'm sorry, Marga. As she should. I'm, she, I'm sorry, Marga. I know you're my colonizer. I'm just telling you the, the story from the other <laughs> I'm side. I'm you're colonizer. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> I don't um, claim them. I don't claim the colonizers, I mean, is Spain, okay? Is Spain, is Spain really a colon... Like, is it compared to British and like to France? Really, they own like half of the world. We, okay, we we That's all have true. histories, but I don't claim them. Okay, I know okay. I acknowledge their existence. I but I don't claim them. I don't like them. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so she what she did is that she uh like learned how, she was like uh, working as a I forgot the name in English, but like she basically like knit stuff for like. Uh, generals and like she was like always like fixing up their little suits like, and stuff uh-huh. oh okay and while she was going to like do this thing she was like stealing like papers and like plans and like she was like giving them to like so she was stealing from the spanish arma to like the colombian one she was like yo guys and she, the thing about her is that she actually fell in love with a spaniard so she was ended up she ended up both of them ended up getting killed but like she's really iconic everyone in the country knows her everyone like adores her but the thing about her like what is like so iconic about her that she was one of the first women to ever be on a bill she's no longer in the bill because we changed them but she was in the bill for a really long time and because of that and like the colombian bills like in the currency and the thing about that is that when people go out to drink beers 
uh, usually when you ask for like a round of beers, the prize was exactly the bill that she, like were her, with her face. So everyone now as Colombian culture, we, when we ask for a beer, we ask for a pola. That's her nickname, Policarpa. Everyone calls her pola. So you ask for a pola because you usually just give the, like the bill with her face on it. And they would give you like the round of beer. So now like when you go to Colombia, you don't ask for like a cerveza, you ask for a pola because of her. Wait, what's her name? Because I genuinely want to learn more about her. I'm interested. Her name is Policarpa. I'll, I'll text it. I'll put it like in the description. It, yeah. But okay. like she's one of like the like one you like you just know her since you're like really little. And like there's some there's so many, so many Colombian girls that like were actually very, very influential into the like the revolutionary wars. But she's the one, like, the icon, you know, like, everyone adores her, Bolita. There was, like, a series about her, like, and all, and it was, she was really fun. Uh, and that's it. That's my story, my fun fact. That is so, that is so cool. <laughs> she's so fun, yeah. And, oh yeah, God. we're done with the icebreaker, so. <laughs> after, like, 40 minutes, we were 40 done with, after 40 <laughs> minutes, I think we should just end the episode. <laughs> we should just, like, okay, time to start now. <laughs> With Pala, we say bye. Um, I, okay, I, I guess we now we just do an introduction for each thing and go more in depth mm-hmm. into the episodes and have like mm-hmm. some yeah. of them like and then like let it like have it as that top like mm-hmm. title, but like yeah. do a subtitle in a way if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm still um, like for the audience for you guys to know. So as Tala mentioned a little bit in the beginning of the episode. This is a topic that like we could literally have so many angles on, so many things that we can say about it. So we are not asking for like your permission. We're asking you for your forgiveness because we're gonna have a lot of episodes <laughs> on this. Um, so today is basically gonna be like the introduction, and we're gonna talk about what like Tala was just saying. We're gonna basically talk a little bit more about every single one of the topics. So I don't know, what do you want to start? What do you want to go right into it with honor killing Stella? Just like make everyone sad and just like cry their eyes out or what should we do yeah. like a little bit like lighter and like be like, oh, um, I don't know, economics. <laughs> <laughs> no, screw economics, I'm joking. Um, but I was gonna say, um, what do you guys think of honor killings like do you think it's more of a societal issue or a cultural issue like where does it stem from why is it so important for you know shame and reputation and 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 honor for the family if that makes sense like i don't know what you want do you me to be super it? honest with you the first yeah. time i heard about honor killings was when you mentioned it to me no more than a year ago yeah. i had no idea about it but because of what we know in Colombia and like I'm technically the western from here without like being like but I'm not considered western because I'm from like a third world country but I did grow up with like a very like orientalist point of view like we could say and whenever my family talks about like oriental like life and Arab life they're like oh like Arab culture is like the worst to women and like they always treat women Mm. like trash and they don't care about women so like I had the point That's of view and like though. when like when, we know we know we know that. We, we talked about it in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, 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 I know did. that now. But like when you first mentioned it to me, like obviously I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. Like they don't really care about women, so like it's not right. But like, am I really shocked? No. And like that was my first like approach to it because it like in my mind it was like a cultural issue. 
until mm. just like a few minutes ago when you said like it actually derives from like colonialism and it makes sense like every single country that was that it happens and it doesn't only happen Jordan it happens in- oh yeah I'm pretty sure that but like every single country that was one colonialized is still literally suffering from like consequences of that so I yeah. like it makes a lot of sense and I guess now that you say that like I think it would be more of a social issue uh, of like people like just like taking whatever they think it's like right and whatever it's like said to be right and just like going for it but I do have a lot of knowledge in this topic to like really answer the question I'm just like going like honest and being honest about like what I know and like I'm pretty sure if I had this conversation with my family especially with my granddad because I think we've talked about this and I'm very supportive of uh like this is another topic fully different topic but like I'm really supportive of like Muslim girls if they want to wear the hijab they should and I'm pretty and like I do believe that it's like a way for them to like show their femininity and that they're own their own bodies yeah and that's something that like in Colombia people call me crazy because I believe that idea mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure that like I don't know a lot but I do want to know more about like honor killings so as yeah because it doesn't only that's what people have uh, wrong like perception of it obviously it happens in the Arab world but it doesn't only happen in the Arab world it happens in the UK in the US um and and also not in, a, in America I'm, I'm assuming there's some countries some families like it all goes back to like the societal pressure and I read this in the book and I recommend everyone to read it really it's a really good book about it and if you want to learn more about it and get more statistics on it and you know educate yourself feel free to read it. It's called Murder in the Name of Honor by Irena Hosseini. It's a really, really good book. And she highlights a few things that I want to just like, I want to love, like, I just love her so much. Um, She said that something that I was like shocked at the beginning because I never thought of it in that way. But she said, she mentioned how the brothers or the uncles or the fathers that usually kill their daughters um are victims but they're not victims like the like the sister or daughter that got killed they're victims of society many of them mentioned how they regret killing their sister they never wanted to do that like they hate it like i hate it i hate i'm in jail blah blah blah, whatever but i had to do it there's like this demand that he had to do it like it's and who's forcing them like society but like why is society but why is society my question is like why is society allowing it well like why is like yeah that's that's my job too because society has always kind of seen women as the inferior gender i mean for Mm. his perspective for his mentality he was like i mean look at it like this if you had a family full of apple like if you had full of apples and you had one rotten one you would get rid of the rotten one right Mm-hmm. yeah you see like he's comparing an apple to a human being you know mm-hmm. it's just like so like women they, are the rotten apple that what yeah like he's comparing like he gave an excuse like if you had an apple if you had apples you had one rotten apple would you so we are the rotten, rotten apple? apple yeah he's comparing oh. no, like, not we like the the sister that damaged the reputation or the it, okay changed the family okay like if if he like he's comparing an apple to a human being which is crazy because it's not only this guy that has this mentality it's so many people across the world that sees women as inferior that sees women as objects you know that sees women as 
um, to, you know, sees their bodies as control and dominate and dictate to do whatever they want to do, you know? So mm-hmm. it all goes back and- to it. It's like all a byproduct of misogyny, of seeing women as less of a value, you know? So you would then argue it is like more of a um, societal issue, as you were saying. For it sure. is like, like it comes For from sure. society. It could so, come from, it, I mean, cultural, you know, culture could also put some, hmm. you know, things in it. But like, I feel like it, it comes from society as well, so, like more. When it comes to it being like cultural or or social, you you do say like okay, it stems from societal pressure, but like Not people are gonna it, say, uh, people are gonna say like it comes. They're gonna relate it to uh, either a religion or a culture or yeah. uh, let's let's say it. They're yeah. gonna relate it to Arabs more than but, anyone yeah. else. And yeah. and how would you how would you answer to to that if they tell you that? How, like, because you were saying it happens in other countries, it happens in other cultures. Like, it is not just about one yeah, certain culture. I mean, yeah, the book, uh, I saw that statistic. She said it happens quite often in the US and in the, in the UK um, and everything like that. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to say it happened, like, it doesn't happen at all. It happens quite often, and it's just very, it's a shame. And we have to also challenge mm-hmm. this. Um, but it's not only like it doesn't only come like people see Arab culture and then they see Islam but like Arab culture also has many religions like Christianity and Islam and other religions you know but no whatsoever whatsoever no religion no religion on this earth would ever just does not justify this if you read the Quran which is the holy book of Islam it does not justify it like even the um Queen Rania, King Abdullah, like the monarchy, they said, and and their their sheikh, like their um, I don't know how to explain Speeches. it, but like yeah, um, they all said like honor killings has no justification in religion. I don't know why you guys are all like justifying it with religion. It has nothing to do with religion, and that's what that's mm. the problem. People think it has to do with religion, and that's why like with religion, people perceive it differently you know people have different perceptions of it because it's vague and it's broad you know but at the same time it's shown on it's not allowed it's not justified it's not um um permitted if that makes sense yeah i would say like before telling me what my religion or christianity or any other religion says that you know, other killings is allowed or in, in any other culture. I would recommend you to educate yourself on that culture, to educate yourself on that religion before telling me what's allowed and what's not allowed or what justifies it and what not justifies it. If you have an education on it, if you truly know about it and you research yourself and researched about it, then we can have a simple discussion. But it's just the Orientalist view that pisses me off, mm-hmm. you know? It's just like so annoying because it's just not true. But I will admit, I will admit, okay, Arab society, and I don't know where this comes from, and I don't think this is because, like, in Islam, they respect women very much. Um, but I just Arab society tends to have this kind of objectifying view on women, and I don't think it's only Arab society. I feel like it's, you know, a universal thing. You know, mm-hmm. people see women as objects. People see women as the 
and fear your gender you know I think mm-hmm. through all our different um countries and, and cultures we all yeah. experience the same thing you know yeah totally I think like also like the reason like at least like from my point of view like if we take a political stance to it um I I'm aware of like the fact that like a lot of like countries in like the Arab world for you to get like a nationality or a citizenship there your dad has to be from that other culture and they can pass you on if your mother your mother cannot pass you on like all this stuff and like I think I know like a lot of like different like rules and like not rules but like laws that like obviously are favoring men over women yeah. but if we think about it like we were just talking like the first question that we had was like when was your country having a citizenship for like women so we're like we're it's just like everyone is like every single country is in their own timeline in their own like time stamps so if we talk about colombia in 1940s probably women were not able to like pass down their like their nationality to their to their children because they're a woman and only a man could do it then then like 1950 happened and like it's different like we talk about like uh spain in 1930s so in the 1920s it was different it's just like talking about like every single country has like a different things so i just like it's not that like the arab world is more behind it's just like every single people like every single country is taking it like in different steps and like we have to like acknowledge like the arab country the arab world has like during the 20th century a lot of things happened like and like on like a lot of changes were made over the 20th century for them to like start talking about democracy and start talking about like everyone having rights like it was like it's not that it was not a priority but like it's just like so many other things were like coming first meanwhile like countries like i don't know the us countries like spain were like okay so we can like do a lot of like something else i don't know like that's how like i'm seeing it right now like yeah for sure like yeah. i i could agree with you on that it's i feel like every country has its own issues every country has to progress on its own sorry mm-hmm. that's the prayer if anyone's bothered by that but um well, why would you be bothered sorry i i'm tired <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah what anyways uh, yeah what i what i feel ever, yeah continue, yeah Monica. yeah i just wanted to say is like we cannot justify you know that um certain things so certain rights are not for example given to women because we have our own time stamps but what we can say is of course we cannot force things to go in at a at a pace that they're not meant to go so mm-hmm. it's like right now i think we have like a common goal like we've got the we have to have the mindset that things cannot continue being the way they are yeah. so it's of course we're not going to justify that certain arab countries but not only arab countries that all the countries of other cultures and other parts of the world have certain you know legal holes that always make mm-hmm. laws for example favor men or things that make women be more oppressed but we have to acknowledge that that happens everywhere and that but that of course not because all countries have their own you know pace at which they are advancing we're going to be like oh so we'll just wait and people in this country uh for now oppress women let's just let them you know have it until they are ready to of course not like there are things we have to like call out and i think that's our point like we'll have our own pace and mm-hmm. countries are progressing step by step yeah but the thing is they all have that common goal or i want to thank everyone uh that that supports the the feminist cause we all have that common goal yeah. and we know it's not going to go at the same speed everywhere but we all have 
that that goal of reaching equality, which is something that sometimes is not seen when we talk about feminism, that what we are looking for is equality, is for um, laws not to favor men over women, for men not to uh, earn more than women for the same job, the same position. What we're fighting for as feminists is equality, literally equality. So that's yeah, that's the thing. At whatever speed, at whatever pace, but we want to reach it because it's what we deserve as the humans that we are, women equal to men. And mm-hmm. and when people are just exaggerating and think that feminism is about men hating, is about us wanting mm-hmm. to have more rights or wanting exactly. to be superior. No, what exactly. I want is what I want is first of all to have the same as you do and uh, mm. no no woman in the world has it right now that's to one thing. extent or another mm-hmm. yeah and like yeah. I think that's that's a great bridge to like another topic that like we've talked a lot about like issues about being a girl and like we've all call ourselves like big feminists but we haven't talked about what is actually feminism for us and I think yeah it's like a great like bridge for you like I while I was in Spain I had like some conversations with like some Spaniards and they were like oh but like girls they don't need feminism like it's like at least in Spain like they're like girls have more rights than men like now girls like they can do whatever they want to men and like they can call the police and like they will like go to jails like well if girl is calling the police she's not doing it just because like literally like something might have happened to her for you for them to call the police on you because like the police is not always going to be like abiding to what a girl says and I think that's also like a really big issue but like that's for another for another day and like at least when I think about feminism and when I've been to the feminist march uh, I went one like this year it was like really fun um but I think for me feminism is just like please hear us and like what we go through and understand that like we're just asking basic things just the bare minimum we're not asking you to make every single girl ceo and to get rid of men we're not asking you to like erase double standards we're just asking like human rights which are not allowed in every single country like there's i don't know the statistic right now but like girls that don't go to school but I remember the first time I read it, I started bawling my eyes out. And now with COVID, it's just increasing because now a lot of girls have to are staying at home, taking care of their little siblings and not being able to allow, they're not allowed to take classes even if it's online. So just like, at least for me, feminism is just asking in the bare minimum and like demanding it Giving because it's the least thing that we can do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like for me, like at least feminism... And I used to always have debates on this and I know everything now <laughs> because like people would have such a misconception on feminism, what it is. Like they would say, oh, like we hate it. Like you just hate all men, you want to kill all men. You want to, you want to remove everything. Like what, what do you mean? You're so radical, you're so extreme, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, I used to always explain to them, feminism is not like, oh, I want, like we're, more superior than you no we've experienced that from men that's why we all we want men have this is their power right men women just want to be empowered enough to reach that same level of power you know to Mm -hmm. dominate Mm -hmm. the same things with equal opportunities and equal power you know that's that's the only thing that's why it's called 
feminism. That's why there's feminine inside. Oh, how oh, sorry. <laughs> That's why there's feminine inside of it because it's a movement to empower women. Yes, it's about equal rights, but it's not about oh, like men, men, men. It's about empowering women because men have, sorry, they have dominated the world for centuries. So this exactly. is to empower women, and what's so wrong with that? Why does it? Why do we? Yes, it's about equal rights, but why do we have to mention you when you already have that right? You know exactly. It's sense. it's you know that notion of men. Well, not men, but let's talk I about people in general. I'm not even gonna lie with you. I really hate them with all my heart. Like I don't know how to call them menemists, whatever. Like what the f- like? Sorry, but what is that? Who created <laughs> that name? But you know, you know the the thing is that. It, it it something that strikes like me a lot is how people let's say men that believe feminism is threatened to them a threat to them and they see it threatening to them it's because exactly because they see their position in society or in whatever context uh threatened by the existence of a woman that might be exactly. to the same level so the thing is what, when we ask for like same rights, same opportunities for women, we're not asking for more, but for the same. Um, what what they feel is that that privilege they've always had is like it's suddenly disappears. Away. Away, it's, yeah. it's, it is not even taken away because the thing is, a privilege. When we talk about in so like in social terms, when we talk about privilege, I don't think it's something that you have. I think privilege is what you don't it's be, that you have not had to go through the other things that make people underprivileged like yeah. you've got this privilege you are let's imagine a man who's white who's uh is a heterosexual like you've got all those things that are normative and then people who are not privileged it's not that you are privileged because you have all of them and no one's going to take that away from you people that are not privileged and want to be you know up the same level are not threatening you. You're not going to stop having that privilege. It's just that people who are underprivileged have never have had less opportunities. Your mm-hmm. privilege is the fact that you never had to face what they have faced. Mm-hmm. That is your privilege. Yeah. So, you, so exactly as like as a woman, I don't have that privilege that you have as a man. If I want equal rights, I'm not taking anything away from you because exactly. that privilege you were born with it, and I was not. So your privilege is not about what only about what you have, but what but what about you never what you never had to face, mm-hmm. and that is something that people should see and should see. We are feminists because there are so many things that we have to face that the other, uh, the for example, men will not, and that is what we're fighting for. The fact that because we have those things that are going to prevent us from having the same rights and opportunities, we have to uplift ourselves. We have to mm-hmm. you know have this sisterhood and encourage each other to go further and keep fighting so we literally get to the same level we're not even we're not talking about being superior we're talking about having the same basic opportunities and human rights yeah and i think like it's also like leads on like just girls don't having to go the extra mile like we have technology like the three of us we study political science in our course it's mostly girls it's a girl course dominated that when we go to real life it's mostly going to be men taking all the jobs because yeah. it's politics. And in politics, men sell because girls, they have two liberal thoughts. They girls, they're going to want to change things. Oh, but like girls are so emotional and then they're going to get pregnant and they're not going to be able to like 
work for us so when we like we're always going to be like on like like on favored in a way for like everything and like it's really sad and I think that's why we need feminism and that's why we also need another episode to talk about these things because there's so many so many things I think we've all talked a lot um about this and there's so many more angles that we can cover about this topic honestly I have no idea how long this episode has been but I'm pretty sure that we can just keep talking about it and we're gonna keep talking about it in podcasts in many episodes oh, for sure like um I feel like this was just an introduction to feminism obviously in two topics more topics what in two topics that we barely covered yeah, honestly. yeah we barely really covered because obviously it's such a broad topic so um just look forward to hearing more about um feminism and its subtitles like toxic mm-hmm. masculinity the patriarchy um violence against women the gender gap and more and more yeah. and more so rape culture as well there, yeah um, there is so much there's so, so much to talk yeah. about so look forward to unfortunately that. still not done with that we're uh, we're three extravagant feminists who love to talk about this <laughs> so we're not done yeah. with and i think also like our context our different contexts help as well um also like if you are really interested in this topic and you're like oh my god like i want to know more about it i'm gonna like in the social media we're probably going to be linking like the book that tella was talking it was called the murder in the name of honor um i also right now just like if you want to know a little bit more about feminicides you can search this movie on netflix it's like a documentary it's called uh las tres muertes they i don't remember who but like i forgot her name oh my god like it's the three just search the three deaths and it's gonna be there it's about a feminicide case in mexico uh that's her name uh just like a little bit like teach about the movie this girl uh her daughter was killed by her boyfriend and she that's the first that's the first death of her then she goes to like the police saying like hey like they killed my daughter the police says like oh but like it's whatever that's basically her second death because there was no justice for her death and then while she is protesting for her daughter's death she's killed um so that's her third death i really recommend it it just gives you a lot of context of the situation in mexico and it was one of the biggest cases um there's so many more things to do and if you're also really interesting about learning about these things i know that there's this author Chimamanda. she's uh, really amazing she has a lot of TED talks so if you want to be like on board with this talk and if or if you feel that your voice can also be part of this conversation you can always like send us a DM or put it in the comments in YouTube or email us <laughs> email us to Advian talks or is it Advian talks Advian talks podcast exactly yeah whatever you whatever you have to say you send it i'll be there to and yeah and also, every and if you're watching on youtube everything that kata just said at the speed of i don't know what it'll be in the description so. and you could see me gone <laughs> so many times yeah My and like internet. um also guys uh we want to thank everyone that has been like sharing and listen to the Supporting podcast as well and um they're like everyone is like so sweet and super cute like you just like sending us like your screenshots and like your accommodations it's really really nice it helps us a lot 
and also yeah. uh, check our website. Marga's really working really hard on it. And we have a newsletter that you should all guys subscribe to. I have not subscribed, but I will I have probably. I you guys, you better subscribe. Um, so you better subscribe. Right. It is, it is really I good. Kata is not, does not appreciate it, but I put a lot of work in it. So. <laughs> and okay, well, on, on that note, um, that well, we'll is see you guys next the time. end of the episode. See you guys episode four. Bye. This Bye. is episode four. Really? Yeah, episode five. <laughs> oh, episode five. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I'm asleep. Bye.